0: Welcome to Episode 3 of Active IT Systems Explain IT. Today, we're going to talk about the benefits of outsourcing your IT. Why do it? What's the point of doing it? And what can you get from doing it? So let's start off with Matt. Uh, Matt, what is outsourcing your IT?
1: Outsourcing IT is when you get a third party to come in and handle all of your IT for you. They manage your computers, your antivirus, emails, internet connections, everything that is to do with your computers and all of those parts of your business and the wheels that are turning behind the scenes uh, that keep you going, all of that you can outsource to a team of professionals and do, do that for you, let you focus on running your business.
0: Of course, and that's the bread and butter of active IT systems. Your company, and uh, how does this look for a company that uh, might not be doing their own, might be doing their own IT, or not even engaging in IT activities? How does this contract look, Steve?
2: Yeah, so so basically, um, effectively, what, what needs to to occur is number one is the client has to effectively give all of their trust in all of their systems. To this third party which they they may not know from a bar of soap um and quite often that's a little bit of a hurdle that <coughs> excuse me that we need to, to overcome um because uh, when it boils down to it the client has has basically entrusted us to run everything for them um if you have a look at what's recently occurred with the coronavirus situation it's been in a lot of demand and keeping businesses afloat um you know we're mobilizing to work from home and so on um, but effectively, rather than having your internal IT department take care of those types of things, you've got this this team of people that, that can do the same, and it's usually for a lot less cost than employing people directly. You've got a lot more skill sets to play with, and uh, in in many respects, you've got a lot more kind of brain power and and more eyes that you can look on a, on a particular problem or a solution. Um, so you start to get to like a bit of an a, a, in the, an economy of scale going on. Um, so we've got a team of fifteen people here, and it's it, effectively it costs less to get our team involved than it would to get one or two you know permanent kind of IT people in house. Um, the smaller side of business where they're trying to do a little bit of it themselves, that's great, and it can save a lot of money. But you might end up well, you, you'll generally end up with solutions which aren't actually fit for purpose. Um, might be hastily implemented uh, and not quite right for what the business needs to achieve.
0: Absolutely. And when I started in my business personally, I thought, IT, I can do that myself. I set up my Gmail, my Google business account, or G Suite as it was called, yep. um, and thought, great, I don't need anything. I just buy an internet plan and off I go. Um, then two years in, I thought actually this is the time uh, I I got pushed let's get night let's go into IT let's get a contract actually manage it and I realized it was only about 300 bucks per month roughly or um, in that initial case for me um, since gone up as I've scaled up but um, what for those companies that have an untrained business owner or an untrained office manager who's just kind of doing the little the little pieces what would you say you add to what they do? How do you make them sharper and uh, increasing productivity, security, and those key things?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll take a part of this this question. Um, The first one is for the, the office manager. So one of the great things that we do is basically save them a tonne of time. Um, quite often, the office manager is the liaison between the, themselves, the, their company and IT. Um, and in many cases, we've been able to remove a lot of the pressure and stress that the office managers put under to deal with little IT niggles, because they know that they can basically you know, handball that off to the IT team um, and they'll, they'll get it sorted. Um, I think one of the, the huge benefits from that is it's not taking up the office manager's time. To, oh, my monitor's not working. Oh, the printer's jammed. All those little type things. You know, they've got this team of other people that can can deal with the problem. Uh, let's say office manager or the business owner get back to actually what they need to be doing in a business owner perspective, you know, that's running and developing a business, not dealing with, you know, IT niggles and little problems. Um, in a more practical sense, I suppose Matt, Matt can, can continue on um with what we do on a day-to-day basis to make their lives a bit easier
1: yeah so especially just going on your point about office managers you know that's just it's really a, a symbiotic relationship because they're going to be the person that a lot of their staff have been coming to with these issues um and it also insulates management like you know the owners directors from those uh discussions as well so there's a lot of benefits to to be gained there if you do have an office manager in that position to have them be the point of contact for active IT, uh, for active IT or your IT department. Um, but yeah, as far as day to day goes, you know, there's so many little things. If you think about uh, internet outages, you know, there's a lot of questions that can come up. It's like, what's going on? Why is the internet going slow? Or or why it can't we connect? You know, what's happening with these uh, connections from people that are working remotely still through these uh, trying times through COVID. Um, And sometimes those questions can lead to a lot of frustration and just being able to get some answers and, you know, talk to someone about it and they can investigate and they can say, oh, there's a reported outage, your point of internet connect with the NBN and that's why it's out. And this, this is the expected restoration time. Uh, It just brings a lot of uh, surety and, um, you know, just, peace of mind to the staff as well. Uh, But just uh, being able to consult on things like getting new equipment, getting printers, making sure that everything is fit for purpose. uh, It just really helps make sure that you can focus on running your business, doing your jobs, and being as productive as possible without having to, you know, worry about, you know, is this piece of equipment that we're going to pick up from a retail store going to last us for 12 months or, you know, 48 months?
0: Got it. And knuckling down on those benefits, what does, you know, they're having this arsenal effectively of IT professionals behind an office manager. Uh, I like that wording as well. you bit like, you guys are the weapon for them. Um, So having you guys behind them as their firepower, so to speak, what does that do for productivity in an office?
2: I go, it goes through the roof um, without being biased or anything, (laughs) Um, so so I suppose effectively, if if I draw parallels with like an office manager or like a one or two person internal IT team versus like a team of 10 or 15 outsourced IT experts, the internal guys, they're they're within their own little bubble, you know, this is the only environment that they're looking after. They're going to know it very, very well. But they don't necessarily have the exposure to everything else that's going on out in the world and no no other environments or it environments to i suppose to compare against so with an outsourced environment so we're a managed service provider and we're looking after you know 100 200 different environments for our clients we see benefits that one client might be doing which we can then potentially implement with another client so we've got a very very kind of broad spectrum of what is going on in the world um some clients, I suppose, the smaller ones, they're they're more willing and flexible to be early adopters of newer technology and willing to give it a try, because uh, the the cost and impact is is a lot less for you know for five people it's easier to implement something than it is for 50. But in our role, we can say, okay, this worked really well for this team of five to 10 people. This can actually scale up, and you can run this in a 50 person, 100 person organisation. Um, whereas when you're in the, in the internal IT bubble, you've kind of, you've got not limitations as such, but it's not as easy to get those types of things that either across the line or get them in front of the management. Um, Cause we've got the living proof that yeah, this system works, these particular changes, they actually do work. This client has done it, um, have a chat to them if you like. Um, so that helps with productivity and, and all those types of things. Um, we've got a, a, a case at the moment where one client, they're about to buy a bit of gear from, I think it's from a, like a re- big box retail store. Um, we would normally supply them gear, but they, they having a look at a bit of a bargain, um, but it's not quite fit for purpose. Um, and by the time we adapt that hardware to make it fit for purpose, so upgrading office licenses and, and Windows licenses and so on, it's gonna cost the same as a regular old PC. So they're not actually saving anything, but they are spending a lot of extra time to make that happen.
1: And having extra headaches as well. Rather than sure. just saying, We need computers, make it happen. And that's something yeah. that IT departments mm-hmm. outsourced IT is really good at is just you you don't only offload the work, you offload the responsibility, the hassle, you just say, you know, hey, this is this is the outcome we're trying to achieve, do it. And um, there's a, there's a consultation process. You can be involved in the decision making at whatever extent you wish. We have some clients that effectively just give us, uh, you know, creative freedom and say, Hey, you know, we trust you, here's, here's the budget. Here's, here's what we can afford to spend on this project, make it happen. Give us the best solution that we can get Um, where others really want to be involved in that process and go through with a fine tooth comb and make sure that they understand everything that's going on. And neither of those approaches is wrong. Uh, they're both suitable for uh, different businesses, different management styles, uh, and we are happy to cater to both of them.
2: Yeah, and I, I suppose I, I look at it, um, I've been game a long time and I look at it from a, a very large picture kind of perspective. So, so let's say you're, you're a business, you've got 40, 50, 100 staff, whatever, um, and you've got you know, one internal IT resource. And if you're watching a video and you've got one IT guy within your company of that size, you'll know that if they're sick, or if they're on holidays um, or otherwise busy on something, maybe trying to get a bit of training done, that they are not available to look after the staff within the business. Um, one person can only do so much. However, the cost to have that one person employed is going to be probably, well, most likely it's going to be higher than having you know, a team of 10 or 15 available. It's all about economies of scale and, and things like that. So one of the things that we can do in other MSPs around the country, you know, if someone rings up with a, with a help desk type problem, we've got guys which are available to answer the phone straight away. You're not necessarily waiting hours and hours and hours for, for someone to get back to you for a simple type, type problem because we've got multiple people here. Um, whereas if you've got one IT person or, or two, you need to balance, you know, the annual leave, sick leave training. They still need to learn new things. They might be working on a project and their focus on the project detracts from day-to-day repairs and maintenance type thing. Or they might need to forego maintenance because they're so busy repairing things. Or the project gets delayed because they're so busy focusing on the repairs and and day-to-day type stuff. There's only so much one person can do in eight hours. Um, Whereas, you know, we've, we've, I don't know the sums, but we've got, I don't know, maybe 100 hours a day, or probably about 80, 80 to 100 hours of real technical capacity, because we can actually get things done in you know
1: yep we have some clients that will consume 40 hours in one day and then zero hours the next day and if you've got internal it you know you have to average that out you don't have a choice we've got a lot more burst potential
2: yeah exactly right yeah
0: yeah got it and that's something that leads quite well into my next point which is uh doing things properly and one thing that happens is when you have more time is you get more time to do things properly so um, if you're an, if you're one of those office managers or business owners who's trying to do things on their own and it would form maybe four hours of your week let alone your day uh, doing things properly not doing things properly could have security implications uh, as well as productivity and efficiency implications so how do we as a, a business how, how does active it systems Fix security problems, particularly uh, through having more time to work on these problems?
2: Yeah, I think one of the the biggest aspects is security and cybersecurity is front of mind for us. You know, it's, it's one of the big concerns in the industry. Whereas in a business owner, office manager, they've got other things that they're worrying about, more pressing matters. So, so let's say a client was to come to us and say, hey, we need a solution to do this. We're setting up a new office over in you know Victoria or something like that, or we're about to expand, or we just want to change the way we're doing things. So immediately our thoughts are, okay, is it actually feasible? Is it actually going to work? What are the security implications surrounding that? Um, so in many cases, it's it's security or, or cybersecurity by design It has to be built in to whatever the solution is going to be. Um, because we are thinking about that like constantly it's second nature for us and we understand all of the situations and the 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 problems that can occur by not having it done right Um, so i I think there's i I can't remember the chap who said it but basically the uh, he, he asked the question is why would you do this job to save a wage when you could be focusing on something else so in this case, if you're a business owner, why would you be spending time figuring out what software is going to work for you and implementing it and all those types of things when you could be focusing on business development and sales and, you know, looking after your team uh, and then get the experts to do that job for you um, and we'll be able to get it done a lot faster.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a point there as well with leveraging the ex, uh, the experience and the economy of scale with having uh, outsourced IT as well. If someone has an uh, internal IT uh, guy who's been working there for five years and they want to do a security review, you come in and you know he can look through documentation, he can read up on what's going on, find all the best practices, familiarize himself with them, uh, and effectively learn it all from the ground up and then do this single implementation that he's only ever going to do once and it's going to be at your company and it's going to work. Uh, but the amount of groundwork, the amount of training that needs to go into it it's already done all of that is done behind the scenes for us because we need to roll it out to you know 50 100 different clients uh to various degrees so we don't need yeah. to relearn all of that stuff every time and you don't need to pay us to relearn it every time we want to roll something out um for you
2: yeah it's very much second nature for a lot of things that that internal rt wouldn't necessarily know because we just got we've got that exposure and it's the same with MSPs around the country and the world, you know, so because we're doing it all of the time we don't need to be, you know, relearning things for once off type jobs. Um, one of the the big ones which which pops up a lot is in terms of accountability uh, and complacency within internal IT. It sounds like I'm bagging out internal IT teams. I'm not a lot of them are really good, Um, but when you've got that business, which is like teetering on that edge of like one or two kind of internal IT staff unless they're really switched on and management understands the IT, generally what we've found from experience is those guys are a little bit complacent because no one is holding them accountable. Management doesn't understand what is going on in the technology. They're just kind of leaving it up to the IT guys to sort out Um, and they can almost fall into like this comfort zone type situation. They know everything like the back of their hand, so they don't need good documentation. They know that, uh, yeah, the boss isn't really going to care if I don't patch this system. They don't even know what patching is maybe. Um, so they can fall into this kind of like little complacency trap. I'm not bagging at internal IT, but uh, it's something that we have seen. No one is, not always do they have people holding them accountable to what's going on. Um, in the MSP type space like that we're in, so we've got a help desk team, we've got a service delivery team, we've got service managers, and we've got got like myself, um, and the accountability you know flows downwards so you know if one of the guys on the help desk is is not doing the job right um, then other people on the team are going to know about that pretty fast and we'll take you know proactive steps to, to remedy that but if you've got one or two guys in IT, it something could maybe get swept under the rug that went wrong yep there's so, a lot yeah, of yeah you i'm not backing you out, what you I don't think. know as well <laughs> <laughs> correct correct and that, that's the type of stuff which i see um Fairly frequently when we go have a look at, at you know prospective clients and, and things like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And as you see a lot with business, um, when it comes to remote help, accountability is kind of the, what is the key worry of them. So, yep. what I see a lot with businesses that when they come for remote help, uh, in the case of my business and we're a, we're a remote marketing agency, what we tend to see is is that they have a little bit of distrust whether things get done. From the start. So, uh, in terms of remote help and helping businesses from your location, especially in the work from home era that we're in now where everyone is remote, how do you guys structure a remote IT uh, agreement and how do you actually make that effective?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll start this this one off and hand over to Matt. It's all about transparency um, in terms of the client can't see what we're doing 90% of the time. Even when we're on site, they probably don't really understand what we are doing. So it's all about transparency. Um, we've got a lot of reporting and so on, but I'll let Matt continue on.
1: Yeah, so I mean, one thing that we see a lot of the times is, you know, we see um, not only from internal IT, but from other managed service providers where there's just there's not a lot of transparency, there's not a lot of documentation, notes coming through about what is actually being done they're just being charged hours and hours of labor Um, and so we find that it's really important to make sure that everything you can do is justified and one of the things that we talk to um, with our techs on the team is you know if you can't justify your time to us when we review it at the end of the month how are we going to justify it to the client so we're always in many respects part of my job is to go into bat for the clients to make sure that before those invoices go out everything is neat, tidy and accountable.
2: Yeah, it's all got to be tickety-boo. Um, so, so quite often I'll go have a chat to a prospective client and they might have had a bit of grief with their IT provider i was okay, show me some of the job reports that they might have sent through recently. Really when it's or maybe dealing with a specific issue, have you got any job reports or any, any kind of info that they've sent through? And they go, no, we've got nothing. They spoke to us on the phone for for a minute and gave us a real brief rundown, but I don't really know what's going on um whereas from from our end and a lot of the good msps around the country you've got very detailed reporting of what we do um we need to basically have almost a line by line type situation of these are the things that we've done these are the things which have have worked these things maybe maybe haven't worked um this is the outcome confirmed it with the client yep everything is cool give it a couple of days wait for them to come back if they just need to confirm anything yep only at that stage is the the job ticket you know ready to close as such But having said that, there's throughout the course of a month, there's a lot of information and and things that we do which clients don't really see. So a lot of maintenance and and things like that which happen. It's all important for the upkeep of of systems and and I suppose safe and productive IT environments for their staff. Um, So some of the extra things that we do is we've got you know a whole bunch of, of executive reports that go out and there's nice graphs and and these are the number of tickets you've had this month these are the jobs we've got scheduled for the, for the next two weeks um there's the number of pcs that you have these are the the ones which have been patched patches missing or antivirus status etc Um so we want to be as kind of open and transparent with what's going on as much as we can um even if it's purely just to instill trust with the client that okay yes these guys are doing what they're saying they're doing because um, most of the time they can't actually see what we're, we're doing. It's a very hard one to, to get, uh, I suppose, across the line with and build up that that trust and rapport.
0: Definitely. And the results mm. speak for themselves. Uh, at the end of the day, you guys do great mm. work, and uh, that's something that the client will just have to come and see. And that leads me perfectly into the last question, which is yep. if, if we've got businesses watching right now, if you're one of those businesses watching right now, you'll be thinking, is this for me? Uh, or this sounds like it's for me. What should
2: my next step be? Give us a call. Yeah, no, no. They probably fall into two categories. One of them would be be they're just starting to have a look at, you know, like outsourced IT. Um, in which case, by all means, yeah, give us a call. We're happy to have a you know free chat. There's no obligation or anything like that. We'll buy you coffee or donuts or anything that, that the team likes to, to chow down on. No problems, filet mignon, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you could be watching because you've already got uh, an, an IT provider look, looking after things at the moment, maybe not doing a fantastic job. Um, it's always worthwhile getting a second opinion. Um, there's a lot of things that, that we can pick up that they may or may not be doing right even if it's purely for peace of mind so we're happy to come in and, and basically provide a, a bit of an assessment um, and a bit of advice as well yeah so yeah give us a call check us out on the web
1: it ties in pretty heavily with the last session as well on sh- on Shadow IT. You know, if you do have someone who is just going along and doing everything internally, you don't know what you don't know. So, I mean, if you think of, you know, a teenager who has picked up his his parents' car keys and he's like, you know, I can, I can drive across town. I've been in cars. I've seen, like, cars in TV shows and in movies. I can do that. And they might get there. They might get to their destination, but they'll never know how much – risk they were in how much trouble they could have gotten into and that's very true for for it as well you don't know how much you have at risk or how many security flaws there are or how bad your systems might be unless you get someone to come in and have a look at them or you find out the hard way and you suddenly uh being told that you need to provide ten thousand dollars worth of bitcoins to
2: get your files back yeah yeah, that's right i've I've actually got a just to to, i suppose to to cap it off i've got a really really good example when we started working with a client about two years ago and they were putting up with a lot of problems on a day-to-day basis so all types of it problems like non-stop um they weren't really getting any kind of resolution with those problems they would reoccur they'd pop up a couple of weeks later or the next day um and the it guy wasn't being transparent about what he was doing as a a single outsourced it guy nothing against one man bands um but no one was holding him accountable and the the company thought that this is the normal this is the norm they were so accustomed to having these problems on a day-to-day and week-by-week basis they thought this is how it is we're just going to have to live with it um and we yeah it's not how it should be at all um without tooting our own horn we came in and within a few months the the, the client's like, I can't believe you solved all of those little problems that this guy had been struggling with for, for ages. We never realized the IT should actually work so well. <laughs> and it blew my mind away. Like, I don't know how a client could could put up with that in the past. Yep. Uh, I just couldn't get over it. So that I suppose that's one of my favorite examples yep. of um, having like that that larger team with different sets of eyes and minds looking at a problem. Um, or multiple problems can get to the nitty-gritty of them and get them resolved. Um, whereas, I, like, I feel bad for for this poor guy, but um, the problems didn't need too much involvement. They just need a different thinking um, and a bit yeah. of accountability behind the scenes, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's something, I mean, that's obviously an, ex, an extreme example of what's going on, but we do see it a lot. And part of the executive reports that come out, you know, you see these repair ticket trends just going down over time because uh you're not only band-aiding solutions but you're actually getting to the the core issue getting them solved and getting them closed off once and for all um to put it in a kind of neat way so yep. yeah it's it's not until you start to look at you know long-term trends that you can really start to appreciate some of the value that you get from outsourced it
0: awesome and so- i think that's that's exactly why a lot of companies look to outsource their IT. And having that arsenal, as we were saying before, is uh, what creates the strength behind businesses in their IT departments and makes Correct. them seamless. And that downward trend in uh, ticket uh, repair tickets is, uh, is exactly what I think a lot of businesses would be interested in, is less problems, single fixes. You know, your one, your one fix does the job. So, That's
2: right, yeah. So if you've got a 1000 bucks to spend on IT a month, would you rather spend it on getting things fixed or getting things improved so your business can scale and grow? It's a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Well, that
0: caps off uh, Episode 3, I believe, of uh, yep. Explain IT. Uh, if, to find out more about Active IT system Service, please head to their website, uh, aitsys.com.au. Thanks, guys, for tuning cool. in. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Matt. It's another great episode and we'll be back again. Thanks.
2: Thanks, Alex. Cheers.